Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. It is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Follow Brewski. Thevocalminority.net on that World Wide Web of yours is where you'll find our webpage. All our socials, well, most of them, are attached. So find them. Seek them. Find them, share them. And by the way, speaking of, you know, our last episode we were talking about during controversy that you're better off to shut up and let it die. You know, Bud Light should have just shut their mouths on all of this, you know, beer controversy and let it die. Uh, TikTok. TikTok's still a thing. We had all this hubbub a month or so back about it's going to be banned. It's going to be banned. And now I know Montana just passed a ban, but no one else is talking about that anymore. So find us on TikTok because it's still a thing. Yeah, seems to still be working and uh, still thriving. So go check us out on those socials. And thanks for being here. Podcast yeah. number five zero. What? Hey! Uh, studio audience. Oh, thank you. Number 50. Congratulations, gentlemen. We've cranked out a lot of these things. So, yeah, how do we know it? Uh, I showed somebody. Oh, uh, a guy we used to go to high school with uh, was one of Rachel's boyfriends, and they still communicate. He is in somewhere in California. She was telling him about the podcast. He was like, Oh, give me the name of it so I could go check it out. He's his wife works for Sony and uh, he listens to a lot of podcasts. So he goes and checks out our page. And the first thing he says was, uh, Holy crap, dude. How long are these podcasts? They, they can do a three hour podcast plus. They, she was I like, was going to yeah. say. 50 episodes but the first 30 or whatever were like three hours long so really yeah we're a little longer than that but yeah officially we're at number 50 and that's cool is that the uh the new southern california listener i had pointed out is that who that is i bet it is yes okay yeah, we've got right. a good little cluster going around los angeles now i'm hoping somebody there is connected somewhere in this industry <laughs> yeah. so oh, i'll have to ask him uh how you liking the podcast conrad and uh what have you done for me lately yeah and by the way we now have two listeners in africa i i have no idea why or how but now we got two so. it's fantastic do we know where this one is in kenya in Ooh. nairobi kenya nairobi kenya you're on the air yeah so there you go Who knows? maybe somebody's on safari and we are literally worldwide nick put us on the hawaii map we've got australia we got new zealand we got all sorts of places in europe india and uh, stateside as well, but of course. Uh, well, now, now, isn't this technically our AARP show? Well, I wasn't aware of that. Brewski had mentioned off the air here that he uh, uses his AARP card. I thought you had to be 60 or something to get that thing. Uh, dude, nope. like I said, 50, 50 is the new 60. I mean, we're retiring earlier. I At least it hopes we are, you know, like. Uh, yeah, we're not, but yeah, other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may be forced into retirement, dude. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, no, I didn't know. So 50 is when you're eligible for the AARP, huh? Yeah, well, I'm an aspiring retiree myself, so. <laughs> Dude, listen, you're going to want to take advantage of all that AARP has to offer. I listen, get the booklet sent to me. And when I'm out about on my own, I'll pull that card out. When I'm out with my 10 years, technically 11 years younger than me, girlfriend, there's no way in hell I am pulling out the AARP Why, card. Dude, why are you running from your age? Dude, that doesn't make you cool. 
I don't know. I'm a little self-conscious about it. I mean, my my uh, my ex-wife, I was six years older than her, and she always referred to me as the old man, and I hate <laughs> And now I'm dating somebody 10 or 11 years younger than me. So. <laughs> no, I'm young and spry. I'm not getting a senior citizen discount. I, what the Dude, it's is. different than a senior discount. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm going to Memphis uh, and going to Graceland uh, at the end of August, and I've already started to book travel through the AARP travel uh, website. Isn't it the uh, American Association of Retired People? Is that what AARP is? Yes. yes, Radical people. That's what it means, man. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have that. that. I'm going to keep living in the It's a nice. Tony Hawk is doing spots for CoQ10 now. Yes, it made yeah. me that made me feel old. Nice. But I mean, come on. We we go at this uh, from such different directions, Harness. I am as I age. First of all, I didn't think I would make it to the age I'm at now. So, uh, <laughs> really? yeah, you grew up in Compton. Why did you think you were going to make it to forty something? No, just you know what? When well, I I figured maybe I'd be alive, but I didn't figure my quality of life would be as good as it is now when I got diagnosed with MS. Mm. So I guess I look at it in the sense that like I'm a freaking warrior, dude. I just keep getting yeah. older, and I wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're all still alive and kicking, but I just consider uh-huh. us to be young and spry. And um, yeah, we are. We're great. Yeah. So that's what's like, with the senior citizen discount crap? It's, <laughs> like, it's like Sully Erna once sang, you know, I'm alive and still kicking. Yes, right. dude. So I don't know. Uh, but, you know, a, a big part of my paranoia is also from you, Nick. So you've, <laughs> you've dumped a lot of fuel on that fire recently. I apologize, dude. I apologize. I don't mean to do it. Did you ever have different dreams when you were a small child of maybe being one day uh, James Bond or working for the CIA or being an army person? Any dreams like that? No. Uh, I had a brief moment where I thought maybe I should be a cop just so I could bully people. Because <laughs> that's the only reason anyone goes into that profession. But, uh, well, oh, you know, boy. I don't yeah, appreciate your question. You said, uh, do I want to grow up and do something great or be a, you know, a secret agent? I think we are doing something great. But Oh, I think so, to too. I just mean, did, other than what we're doing, did you ever have any, you know, dreams of doing anything? The reason I asked, Stephen, yeah. uh, I came across this uh, audio that uh, just in full transparency, there was another podcast, which I wish I could credit with having this guy on i don't know their names uh but they got this guy on from that worked for the cia and they interviewed him and one piece in particular i thought was so interesting and he talks about how when you're trying to get close to somebody whether it's you know to infiltrate yourself into a motorcycle club or you know uh get to know a ci or something like that uh how you do that and how you have to kind of do it at a rapid pace uh but how it's also very intricate yeah it's important and he points out that all of us have three lives we have our public life we have our private private life and then we have a secret life okay secret secrets <laughs> so i'm gonna play this audio for you he'll set it up and then i do have questions all right i already do so yes okay so public life private life and secret life 
So when you first walk up to somebody, you've got to keep in mind that nobody is what they appear to be. Nobody. Every human being has three lives. It's what we're taught. There's a public life, a secret life, and a private life, right? So the order is public life, private life, secret life. The public life is what we're all presenting to each other. It's what we want to appear as in public. Right. You want to look cool and suave and handsome and you want to sound nice and you want to surround yourself with nice things because that's what you want the public to perceive about you. It may not be real, but it doesn't have to be real. If they perceive it to be true, you have just manipulated their perception. That's why broke ass high school and college kids will still wear nice name brand stuff. So they don't look like they're broke ass students. Mm -hmm. Right. Then you've got your private life. Now, your private life is what your closest confidants know about you. So what your wife might know about you, what your close friends know about you, what your parents know about you. So publicly, nobody knows my feet smell bad. Privately, my wife knows my feet smell bad, right? But I'm never going to make that part of my public persona because it goes against what I'm trying to display as an image. So here you've got these two lives. When you meet a stranger, they're presenting their public life, always. Most of your connections, most of your friends, unless they are in the private life, they are all in the public life. Your coworkers, your customers, these are all people who you are dealing with, you're interacting with on a public life to public life level. We haven't even talked about the secret life. Secret life is the life that you don't share with anyone. It's that place where your darkest thoughts, your biggest vulnerabilities, it's where they live and convince you every day not to share them with your spouse, mm -hmm. not to share them with your parents, the things that make you feel horrible about yourself, the things that you wonder if they're really true, but you're afraid to even ask the question because what would they think? They the public life, they the private life. How would people judge me? We all have a secret life too. For some people, secret life is big. Mm -hmm. For some people, secret life is quite small but you've got these three lives. So when I approach somebody in spy mode or in business mode or in social mode, I know I'm dealing with a public life first. In spy mode, you have two objectives. Objective number one is to get into someone's private life as quickly as possible. Unless you're in someone's private life, you'll never get into their secret life. Objective number two, once you're in private life, is to become one of the few people that will ever penetrate their secret life. And there's only one reason why you want to penetrate someone's secret life. Because once you're there, you never leave. Once someone has trusted you with a secret life secret, their, their fealty to you, their loyalty to you is beyond question forever. So that's interesting. Hmm. Okay. I, I mean, this reeks of somebody to me that uh, that is a spy and is looking into mischievous types of people all the time. Because I thought so too. Yeah, I mean the 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 public life. Sure, I get that we all put our best foot forward. It's a reason I always call Facebook fake book. Like you know, you're trying to put right. your, your best image out there. So I agree. Yeah. With that. Uh, the private life, like sure, you know, you're, everyone's a little different behind closed doors or with their closest people. Uh, the secret life thing, though, I mean, he did say it could be small or large. That's what got me, Steve, is that I was like, uh, I, I thought the same thing. Like, if you have a secret life, there's something sort of nefarious about that or you would uh, an assumption of a nefarious lifestyle. But when he said you, everybody has one and it could be big or small. And I thought, do I have a secret life? And I guess on some small level, I do. I mean, there's things that I don't say out loud. There's things that even I haven't said out loud in front of my wife, Rachel. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that might be. I mean, part of it is this career, you know, this talk show right here. 
I, mm. I say everything out loud on the show, so I feel like I've exposed uh, many layers of myself uh, very publicly. But again, this platform, you know, allows me to do that. Um, but I'm trying to think, like, do I have a secret life? Like, yeah, I, I mean, think, think about it this way. This is how I was forced to think about it. Do you have anything in your life that is even like a, an insecurity that you would never let anybody know that I'm really insecure about that, whether it's physical or emotional, whatever it may be, that it's like, I'm so mean to myself in this regard that I would just never share that with anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, probably in my teens and 20s, you know, some sexual fantasies or some things like that, maybe I would mm-hmm. keep to myself. But now that I'm into my 40s and I've lived this life and I've had, you know, wives and close girlfriends and, you know, you guys in the show, like, I'm seriously trying to rack my brain as to what I have kept secret from any of you guys. I mean, the private stuff makes more sense where you'll you'll divulge a fetish or something to some person like that you wouldn't be putting out in your public life. But secret sure. life to me implies something mischievous, something criminal. Like I really want to, you know, molest little boys, but I would never tell anyone that. Or are you like an extra wife with like kids like right. in another city, like on the other side of the country, something like that there you mean? Yeah, for sure. And I know there's all sorts of people like that out there, and we see them on the news all the time where they're like, boy, my neighbor, I never knew he was burying right. bodies <laughs> under the back porch. Or, you yeah. know. So sure, I, yeah, certainly some people have this you know, deviant <laughs> secret life, but boy, I don't know. I mean, again, without the show, there's probably things that I wouldn't have confessed, but nothing I've confessed on the show is like deviant or anything, is, <laughs> according to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, who's judging here, dude? Right, exactly. But uh, I don't know. But now this starts to make me more paranoid, not so much about myself, but, you know, uh, friends, girlfriends, coworkers. Like, are you people all keeping some giant secret from me? Yeah. Hmm. I, you know what, dude? I'll admit to you that I think I have, a, I have what I, I think he would classify as a very small secret life of things that i don't if i told you it would probably unload some stuff off of me and you would probably help uh both of you would probably help walk me through it so it's nothing nefarious i think it's just more of insecurity type stuff that it would probably be in my secret life Hmm. i don't have anything that uh that i wouldn't share yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anything I don't think that I wouldn't share with you because I was, like, embarrassed. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Well, I mean, the topics we've covered on the show, I can't imagine what any one of the three of us is keeping that would be more embarrassing than, I mean, we've talked about masturbation habits, uh, defecation habits. I mean, <laughs> I mean, every political and musical opinion there possibly could be. So uh, that's um, that's a mysterious one. But yeah, it, it does make me a little paranoid now <laughs> about everyone else in my life. Cause- Here's the thing, dude. I mean, uh, when it comes to that secret life, uh, people that we are intermingled with, uh, you think about uh, the fact, like Bruce, you may have said, like maybe it's not as much as you've got another wife, but I I bet we know people that cheat on their spouse that we've never heard of. Sure. They, they don't ever yeah. say it, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, I know a lot of the time, uh, I was just watching it or listening to a dateline when I was on the plane, and this man was murdered and they interviewed his family over and over again about drug use Mm. because it seems suspicious 
and they were like my dad hated drugs he would never have been around drugs he wouldn't have ever taken a drug and uh they found a bunch of meth in his system when he was murdered dude yeah yeah that's crazy we definitely hear about stories like that yeah but and then you also look at the whole um look at aaron hernandez when he was with with the patriots i mean there's no way anybody would have thought that a he was murdering people and shooting guns at people right and the other the other part of that was his sex life which led dr phil to ask his girlfriend (laughs) what was he secretly gay (laughs) (laughs) but here's the issue with that though he was telling some people that like there are things on this show i've talked about that i'm not going to tell my children obviously so to them i guess i do have a secret life yeah but if I've told it to anyone, if I've told it to you guys, if I'm Aaron Hernandez and I've told it to the dude in the shower, that's not what this guy is saying. He's saying, by definition, the secret life is locked in a vault inside of your brain and no one's getting in there. Uh, well, if they get in there, you're never getting out, right? Because right. now yes. I know that about you and you would never risk not being my friend. Right. Uh, well, we haven't even asked. Bruski, do you feel like you have a secret life of any form? No, but, you know, it's it's funny because my sister used to always say to me, you have this secret life that we don't know about, meaning she and my parents. Right. Uh, yeah, and that makes sense. I, like I said with the kids. Oh, yeah. It's right. an interesting thing to think about uh, with all this uh, DNA testing that people are doing now. I mean, there are so many secret lives out there with like, oh, I found a family member and it would crush my current family. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you about it or... Oh, this is, I, I used to work with a guy and he grew up, uh, thinking his sister was his mother. His sister got pregnant when she was like 17. And this is back in like the thirties or the forties when that thing was uh, looked down on her mother. As opposed to now. <laughs> yeah, now it's, you know, it's all good. Yeah. But, now these days they'll put you on MTV. Right, exactly. So his grandma raised him, and he thought that was his mom. That's the way they used to do things, right? So those secret life, I mean, they're out there. I mean, we're we're commingling with all these people in these secret lives. You just For gotta sure, be careful. I would think that the CIA spy hunter, though, I mean, he's dealing with a, a group of people who are obviously going to have some level of a secret life. I just, I take a small amount of offense to say that we all have a secret life. But then again, am I in denial? Are all three of us in denial? Are we all lying to cover our secret lives? Like, <laughs> right, you'll never know, dude. You'll never know. Right, until the uh, the jury comes back with a verdict, then it's, uh, you know, no one's going to know about it. That's right. This dude. sounds like people that haven't been caught yet is basically what he's uh, talking about. But I would argue that not everyone is a secret serial killer or child molester or whatever the hell it is. International uh, spy or... Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I kind of question if Certainly everyone has a private life. I'll, I'll definitely grant you that and i will certainly say that there are things you keep private or secret from some people in your lives your parents your kids like you don't need to know all these details but sure yeah but keeping it truly secret from everyone except that one person or whoever that gets in there like i don't really know that that's uh, true i'm offended that this man would say this about us <laughs> i think it's totally true i think i think people have i think that i hear i'll go as far as out on a ledge to say that i think both of you have secrets from me that i don't know i 
Again, because of the show, I just really question if that's true. If we were just normal friends, probably some of these things wouldn't come up for sure. But boy, yeah, this show has really put everything out there over all these years we've been doing it. So uh, yeah, and I, th- I think we're all really engaging in TMI. But to me, <laughs> right. to me, that's to me that's the fun. That's the fun of doing the show. It could be the name of the show. Yes, TMI. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it beneficial for me to know that uh, Steve only masturbates laying down on a bed? <laughs> I mean, is it uh, beneficial for me to know that uh, he spits boogers on the mirror? Uh, or It's not beneficial, but it's not secret. So <laughs> yeah. I've divulged this. You have, dude. I pulled the veil back. But yeah. prior to some of that, then no, you didn't know it. But is that constitute a secret life? Just that Secrets. I'm not. I mean, that seems like a stretch to me. But Nick, are you projecting? Are you here to confess something today? Like I don't have anything to confess. You know, I was really, really trying to think of something that I could share on the show. Like, well, okay, let's ask it this way then: Have any three of us been let into someone else's vault then, as a partner, a friend? Has somebody ever confessed something to you that you were like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." Yes, and let me tell you that it is a. Uh, I wouldn't want this person to know this. Uh, but when they told me, they even said, this is going to burden you. Are you sure you want me to tell you? Mm. Because oh. to keep it a secret and it needs to remain a secret, um, it's going to be a burden on you. Mm. It's going to affect your life. Are you sure you want me to tell you? Oh, wow. That's ominous. Did yes. It, did it yes. burden you? Has it affected you? Yes. Can we get a hint? Some topic area? Off the air. Oh. Well, so, sorry, but, dude. Sorry. So, I mean, but, it is. Is it illegal? Is the thing illegal? Nope. Hmm. Immoral? Yes. Hmm. Sexual? Uh, I hope so. In part. Hmm. <laughs> So, so here's a question. I got to Google. <laughs> so, so here's a question. If you said, if you could, you have said no to this person and be okay with it, or would you have been sitting there? Now I gotta know what it is. Of course, dude. I needed to know just because, like, oof, what a walk-in. Like, uh, this is gonna yeah. burden you. It'll change your life. Do you want to know? And interesting. Of course, what? I wanted to know, and I wouldn't take it back. I mean, this person needed to get it off their shoulders, and uh, I've since become maybe the I, well, I know for a fact the only person in this person's life that is able to emotionally support them through this. Gotcha. Was this so, a one-time thing or a recurring pattern of behavior? Recurring. Really? Oh, is it okay. still going on to this day? Dude, you're really asking a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, as far as I know, yeah. Hmm, interesting. You, you, and it you, didn't you, happen in a vacuum, like to other people in this. Like I was like, saying, like if you do deviant sexual things in the shower, at least the people in the shower know about it. They're part of that secret life. So was this a, a solo thing or were other people involved? Uh, that's tough to answer. I mean, uh, other people know you crack about the door. It. So <laughs> yeah, other people know about it, um, that are involved in it. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. then are they part of that secret too, or were they, uh, victims in this? <laughs> I can't, I can't. Are we talking about remember Mike, the gangbang guy? I do. Yeah. We had a listener in Seattle that regularly attended gangbangs. Yeah. Are we talking something like that? Nikki? No. Okay. 
But this goes to my point, though, that if other people are involved in it, is it truly the secret life or is that just part of your private life since other people know? Uh, okay, so I will say this is one situation, but it operates. Uh, um, this is a situation that engulfs a, a few people, mm. okay. but only one person from it has told their part and side in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's a secret. I mean, it's a secret, dude. I, I hate to tell what? you, it's, it's an actual secret. Does well, it involve cuddling cows? I no, was going to ask that. No, nope, it does not. <laughs> I do appreciate you sharing that confession with us. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. Huh, okay, Bruce, did anyone ever cows. let you in the vault? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> a they few did. times? Okay. Wow. So oh, yeah. Goes to the like, then. Can but, you share any details or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, but I'm, on, I'm one of those people <laughs> that when I start talking to people, they tell me things. Mm. You're easy I, to talk to. I mean, I've had people confess to me that, that she really, really enjoyed Backdoor Love. Mm. So much so that, like, she had a selection of, of items at her house that you don't want. Well, that you buy in stores, but you wouldn't use for that sort of purpose. <laughs> oh, like curling irons. And- yeah, give me an example. No. Light bulb? What are we talking about here? <laughs> no, uh, a La Victoria um, a salsa bottle. A salsa bottle? <laughs> oh, La Victoria. Leave well, that's all wide, you ever no, 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 no. La Victoria salsa bottle, it's it's like a hot sauce bottle. Yeah. So it's like a, a tall uh, cylindrical okay. sort, sort of thing. Yeah, and so, but when my friend, and, uh, and uh, she only used it for the back door, not the front door. And so when my friend found out that she had shared this with me, he was he wouldn't date her anymore. Well, your friend's a square, but um, besides that, uh, this still sounds like private life stuff to me. Like yeah. secret life would have to be I murdered someone or yeah, you know, yeah, I, I I used to be a spy in Russia. Now I'm here. Like I mean, my I secret, know. my secret is secret life. Your personal secret or the one you learned about? The one I learned about. So it was truly some other thing that Oof. this person had going on. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's oh, what? How do you consider this? I've been let in the vault by somebody told me that uh, they were molested by somebody else, and I knew both of those people. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. I mean, I've been let yeah. into that vault before of somebody who's been molested, but um, again, that's not a secret life. That's something terrible that happened to a person. Yeah. But if they never told anyone, it's secret. It sure is. It would be a secret life if someone confessed to you that I've been molesting somebody. Like, that's, yeah. You know, that would be a secret life. Not if you're the perpetrator, not the victim. I suppose I see your point. Yeah. Or or that you you like to look at like pictures of like, you know, young children, you you fantasize and and all that sort of thing. That would be a secret life. (laughs) Tell us more, Brewski. You can trust us. No, for sure. So I don't know. There's a fine line between private and secret. With with me, it's it's bingo halls. Yeah. Well, uh, bingo halls are a big uh, place for things like that. Hot granny sex. (laughs) This is right. I'm supposed to go play bingo this Thursday, Brewski. Nice. Oh, good luck hooking up. Listen, I like ketchup on, <laughs> on my mac and cheese, okay? I admit it. I freaking like ketchup on mac and cheese. So yeah, oh. That's more of a sin than a secret. Exactly. It's a Canadian tradition more than a secret life. I used yeah. to be Canadian, everyone. I'm shamefully admitting to it. So I don't think I've ever told anyone this. You want me to tell you a secret? This is a secret I can Please tell do. you. Please do. Yes. When I was a kid, all right, you know I was raised Catholic. This is, boy, this is, I wonder if I should tell you this. Uh, you should. Yes. <laughs> when I, I was raised Catholic, uh, 
in the years remember the years in which we lived where maybe if you would bump a couch and you would just get a boner and it would feel real good like around that age yeah when i would go to church uh there were so many beautiful women in the church that i would get boners in church yeah uh, of course i I would often think to myself like poof I don't know if there's anyone else on this earth that gets a boner in church. What a terrible person I must be that I that I get these boners in church. Well, let's Except fast forward yeah. 15 years when I find out about the things that priests do in the back right. room. You felt and I I don't feel as bad. Yeah, exactly. That was a secret. And again, like, you know, some dirty little fantasy or whatever, like, it's totally different than a secret life. Well, there you go, dude. It's uh, thought-provoking at the least, yeah. Yeah, but good luck sleeping tonight, wondering who in your life is keeping a secret <laughs> life from you. So. I know. I, as soon as I, because I had this conversation with Rachel, I was just like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this uh, on the podcast. Is this interesting to you? And I explained the whole thing to her, and she was like, I don't know if I really have a secret life. And I immediately thought, hmm. Denial. Are you being honest? Right, exactly. So, all right, good. Now you've made us doubt everyone in our lives. So, thank you for bringing this to the show. <laughs> I don't doubt either of you. I know you share everything with me. So, uh, let's just move on, leave it in the past. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a good thought, and I would challenge the audience now to either uh, share with us your secret lives and or uh, tell what uh, you know anyone's ever confessed to you. So, have yeah. at it. Find us on the socials. Comment and share. So, please. Your secrets. Very good. Episode number 50, moving on. Two topics for episode number 50. Hey, Brisky, I would uh, bet that you have something. Oh, I sure do. (laughs) Well, so we all all know our favorite crack-smoking pillow salesman, Mike Lindell. Yes, my pillow guy. Uh, Yes, yes. Lots of coke, lots of crack, you know. Yeah, that's a verified part of his past, right? Oh, absolutely. It sure is. Yeah, absolutely. It, he used to say that the that mustache of his, that was a flavor saver. Like later on, he could like reach down and get little crumbs and, you know, put a little on his gum afterwards, yeah. you know. Nice. Um, but I don't yes, know how he came up with the MyPillow idea, but whatever coke-induced uh, fantasy that was, it did pan out. I hate Mike Lindell, but I have a MyPillow. And I freaking love it. So, well, you sorry. didn't pay for it. I feel it's important to <laughs> it's important to say that every time you mention that you have a my pillow. That's true. It was a uh, gift because I'm a famous personality within a nine mile radius here. So <laughs> pale. Yes. <laughs> it was documented. Well, so, it was official. Don't worry. So. And Mike so, Lindell might be going down the tubes with my pillow. I mean, Walmart, when Walmart kicks you out. Right. That then, guy's got a secret life. I'll tell you that much. And it's way beyond oh. Coke and all that stuff. But Oh yeah. But I digress. So my pillow CEO Mike Lindell, he ordered uh he's ordered to been ordered to follow through with a five million dollar payment to an expert who debunked his false election data. Break this yeah, down so, for us, Brewski. Yeah, so what the was way, the setup on that? He made some bets, some challenge, right, to the to the masses. Yeah, exactly. So he said that he had, obviously, we know that he's the one that's come out saying that there's been all this uh, election uh, chicanery Fraud. going yeah. on and all that sort of thing. And so he challenged anybody that said, he said, I'll pay $5 million if anybody can prove me wrong. Yeah, okay. Well, it turns out that somebody did. <laughs> and an arbitrator awarded uh, a name a man named Robert Zeidman 
who has decades in software development experience, a $5 million payout after he sued Lindell over the sum because Mike Lindell refused to pay him the money. So he uh, he laid it down in uh, very certain terms of this is how I'm proving you wrong, had all the data to do it. And Mike Lindell said, I'm not paying you, dude. I'm not paying you. And it went to court. And now he's been ordered to pay. Does he have the money to pay him? Do we know? Well, he does. I'm, I'm certain of it. But so here, here's the way it goes. It's called the Prove Mike Wrong Challenge. And he said, if I put, I thought if I put up $5 million, then it would get news, he said. And then there'd be no way that nobody could prove me wrong. And then he would be proven that, that there was nothing but fraud in the election. That's some balls, you know, because this makes me wonder, the old classic question, does a crazy person know they're crazy? Like, he has to know he made this crap up, or it's all conspiracy theories. How did he think someone was not going to debunk him? Here's but he, he might believe his own lies, though. He might believe it. And maybe he didn't start out believing his own lies, but there is a point in which somebody gets to where they lie to themselves enough that they yeah. start believing them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what they say, lies become the truth when you believe them yourself. Mm. Joel Castillo thing, right? I, exactly. <laughs> like George said, it's not a lie if you believe it. Right. What's the deal? What's the deal with that? Uh, I think, <laughs> you know, yeah, I always wonder, like, at what point does your lie just become truth to you because you're that delusional? And I've always wondered, what is the, what, how legally bound are you to making a public bet with someone? But I guess this answers that question. Apparently, you're bound to it. I think well, when yeah. you make it in, when you've got a limelight that's that bright and you make it, I mean, you have to pay up, dude. You got to pay up. It was well, he seems to have done it in a serious way because famously a few years ago, Bill Maher claimed that uh, Donald Trump's father was an orangutan. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I'll pay you a million dollars, Donald. He said to Trump, I'll pay you a million dollars if you can prove your father's not an orangutan. And Trump sued him saying, oh, I have my birth certificate. My father was not an orangutan. You owe me a million dollars. And the judge threw it out of court immediately because obviously it was a joke and sarcasm. Him, but uh, yeah but, but this is where we're being, at yeah he was being a little more serious about it i guess so 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 it also says here that the contest did not require participants to disprove election interference thus the contestants task was to prove that what lindell was presenting to them was not valid data uh-huh. from the from the november 2020 election which would be even easier to do right <laughs> exactly. i can't believe only one person won this challenge <laughs> right. I, yeah does he pay us in pillows i mean how, how does this work no crack <laughs> crack cocaine he just brushes some out of his uh, mustache for you <laughs> i suppose this brings up the question then of uh have we made dumb bets before where <laughs> what, what were you thinking doing that bet Yes. Well, I mean, I think we all have made certain bets that uh, some of them were ego driven. I mean, uh, well, let's talk about our Michael Jackson bet. I mean, uh, Steve made a bet with me many years ago that he knew he was wrong on, but he wanted to make it. I did not know I was wrong. In fact, I felt statistically it was a very safe bet to make. So this was the early 2000s when Michael Jackson was on trial for molesting little kids. And he was up on 10 different counts. Yeah. of child molestation or endangerment or whatever they all you know the nuances were and yeah. so yeah nick and i during the original vocal minority the radio show side i made the bet that he has to be found guilty of at least one of the 10 counts i mean clearly he's a perv and a child molester so i was just going on raw statistics of like one out of 10 come on they gotta find this guy guilty <laughs> yeah. 
And it was not, not a gut thing or anything, but uh, yeah, he got off on all 10 counts somehow, and then he got off on all 10 boys. <laughs> no, he did not, dude. You can't say that. Oh, sorry. I hope he doesn't sue me. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a bet that I felt very confident about. I didn't think that was ego or anything, and I I just I thought it was safe in that one. How can he get off on all 10? But he yeah. did. So uh, what did we bet? What was the bet? Uh, I had to, I don't remember what you would have had to have done if you lost. I don't know if it was the same bet, but I thought it was okay. Yeah. So, uh, I had to dress up as Michael Jackson and, uh, walk around downtown Seattle live on the radio. And I had a sandwich board on that said, uh, <laughs> yep. Michael Jackson is innocent and I'm guilty of stupidity. <laughs> yes. and, uh, and he went into a shopping mall yeah. and got yep. kicked out by security. <laughs> called on me. It was a great little radio bit. I mean, I'm walking around downtown Seattle live on the radio and people as I'm walking down the main streets are honking and yelling at me because they were listening. But <laughs> I went into the uh, Pacific Place Mall there in downtown yeah. Seattle. Very nice mall. And yeah, I got a couple of stories up into this thing. And just again, (laughs) walking around innocently dressed as Michael Jackson. And let's back up real quickly just to (laughs) say that we were all broke at this point in our lives. I mean, more broke than we are now. And uh, this costume, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the wig and the red coat, you know, he had the whole thing. But it was like from a spirit holiday, you know, Halloween store. No, I had a red jacket, the black hat with the little jerry curl things hanging out yeah yeah um and uh yeah i had of course one white glove on (laughs) yeah i thought i would blend in perfectly fine in downtown seattle quite (laughs) frankly so yeah i got into the pacific place mall and some security guard comes up and starts harassing me telling me to get out of the mall and the audio is great because he's like guys they're following me (laughs) they're following me right He starts ushering me out of there, and I probably could have stood my ground or whatever. That I'm not breaking any laws here, but well, you had an escort with you too. Uh, did I? Ed was with you. Was he? I don't remember that actually. Uh, no, Ed. That's a fact. Ed was with you because I was back in the studio and I was at your microphone in in the main air yeah. studio, and Nikki was in the in the other studio. He always sat in. Well, and, I don't remember him assisting me in any way, shape, or form. But, <laughs> okay, so in other words, in other that's words, he was doing... Huge, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what Ed did. He didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, so the security guard ushers me out, and I'm start, I'm like, I think I told him at one point, like, hey, listen, man, we're live on the radio. Like, I stopped... Because the whole time I was doing Michael Jackson voice, we're live on the radio, everybody. <laughs> and then I stopped him one point. I was like, hey, dude, we're live on the radio. This is just a bit. And he just, looked, he just kept pointing, like, get to go. Yeah. And when we got near the main front doors, that's when Seattle PD pulled up and that's where i was like oh this just got serious i uh, <laughs> arrested here so i i made a beeline for the door and before the cops could get out of their car <laughs> i just head down the street and sandwich yeah. board still on or had you removed no i was still a full i was living out the bet man so yeah, <laughs> yeah you did you paid that's the important part of a bet have you ever even had a bet where people say oh this is what i'm going to do and then they don't just like the my pillow guy well, yeah. that's apparently where you can file a lawsuit. But I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever had somebody try to renege on a bet. I mean, if you're going to make these bets, you got to follow through on them. So. And lean into it, dude. I mean, you made a bet. Just lean into it and try and think that it's funny because it is, right? But I did, and it worked out okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Worked out great, dude. Uh, Nick, anything on your world? Bets? You, you know, I, I, try, I know that I made a bet before, and I wish I could remember what the bet was for because that's probably the interesting part of the story. And I can't. Uh, part of your secret life 
<laughs> it should be from my secret life, dude. Uh, but I made a bet, which I lost, and uh, I had to shave my head, which I guess at the time was a weird thing. Like, it doesn't really bother me now to do it, but uh, at the time, I was like, I don't want to shave my head. Yeah. Sure. I, have, I had great hair, dude. I had gr- in my twenties. I had great hair, <laughs> right? And so, uh, yeah, I had to shave my head, but I can't remember what the bet was. Damn it! Mm-hmm. So yeah, did it involve a priest? Have you blocked this out? <laughs> Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that'd be part of my wait, wait, life. Steve, I don't think we we're talking about that head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Baldy. Um, I've got uh, a thing going on right now, a current event in my life that I'm debating. And my son basically, I don't know if I call it a bet, but he basically challenged me. He told me, um, and I can't even use the full word, I don't know, on our podcast. He called me a puss if I wasn't willing to do this. He oh, used wow. A, used a full word, which I've never heard my son use that word, actually. But What, P-U-S-S-Y, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that. You yeah, he was like, what, you a wussy? You're not going to do that? I was like, oh, really? You're throwing that <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting. So uh, I need your guys' input uh, as to whether or not I should be doing this. And Nick, I don't know if you've gotten caught up on your work emails from uh, being gone on vacation, but there is a nonprofit uh, charity group here, a Big Brothers Big Sisters. It's a nationwide thing. And they're doing a fundraiser here in Lake Tahoe. They've got these extreme athletes, uh, mountain climbers. They are going to... They're going to get people to sponsor them, like a walkathon kind of thing. Like for every sure. lap, you know, you're going to donate $100. And these, these extreme dudes have to get at least $1,000 pledged in order to do this thing. They're going to rappel down the outside of one of the casino buildings here in Lake Tahoe. It's a 20 story building. They're going to rappel down the outside wearing only a harness and a single rope. And this organization reached out to us at the radio station and said wouldn't it be great if one of the disc jockeys also repelled down the outside of this building yeah uh and rich my told me i should fly out for it by the way she was like you should dude that'll be awesome you should fly out to do it and uh, you put your hat in the ring i think well, I, I told them I'm intrigued, and I have a commitment that Saturday, so I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the schedule, all this? Let me see if I can do them both. But the the other commitment is Hangtown Motocross, like one of my favorite events of the year. Mm. And it's also something I go with my son every year. And he was like, you can go to Hangtown every year. Like, <laughs> this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So, Dad, don't be some wussy that's going to back away from a challenge like this. Go repel Whoa. the building. Go test yourself, dude. Testing? Right. So you did see the email. So what was your first reaction? Harness is insane or seize the day and go seize for it? Seize the day, dude. I've uh, I've repelled before down a, a waterfall that was, uh, you know, quite easily that high. Uh, and it was scary, but it was exhilarating. I loved it. Uh, I'm glad I did it. I'm afraid mm. of heights. Yes. And it was n- once I started getting over the ledge is the hardest part right and then once you're going down it's actually quite enjoyable uh that would be the only scary part for me and i think going down that building is going over the ledge that that was going to be one of my questions because the next thing was if i'm doing this like when you say repelling like are you just lowering me down i'm just holding on or am i like i have to control the rope and my speed and all that stuff yep and And you'll have a safety you'll have a safety 
Oof. So that makes me nervous to know that it's in my hands. Why are they touting it as all these hardcore extreme athletes doing it? And then some jackass radio <laughs> do the, the same thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll have a break that they're controlling from uh, uh, from up above. But I mean, when I went down that waterfall, I had never repelled before. And uh, Rachel didn't tell me that we were doing it. Mm-hmm. So we were going through the jungle, doing all these things, and then we get to this waterfall, and this guy starts putting a harness on me. And I'm like, uh, uh, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> we're repelling down that waterfall. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want you to be nervous. I was like, are you yeah. kidding me? So now I'm going to poop my pants and go down this waterfall? Right. And again, I mean, I stepped over that ledge, and it was, I mean, you could kind of walk yourself down. You're backwards, but, right? You got to walk off. Yeah, yes. you're facing the building, right? Yeah. So you can kind of walk yourself down a little bit, but it is, I mean, you got to jump out and come down five feet, Oof. jump out, come down 10 feet. You know, that's the part. See, I've been trying to envision what this might feel like. And like, if there was some sort of ledge where, you know, I'm tied in above me and I just kind of step off and they lower me down like that, I can envision. But the thought of crawling over that ledge. And trying to get down a few feet, and re- and what if I start bouncing along the side of the building, like spinning like a top or something? You like, will, you will not. I mean, uh, how can well, they trust well, me to do this? Is my question. <laughs> you know? It didn't seem hard to me when I was doing it. Like I said, the ledge was the hardest part, and I would you imagine see me right now. But yeah, this, I mean, I was in backwoods Mexico when I did this. I would imagine at an event like this that they'll probably have some way yeah i i don't think you're crawling over the ledge and like trying to get yourself down they may have like a little platform set up or something i don't know these are key questions i need to ask because my first thought was it's like the amazing race like it's safe they're not gonna let me die i'll be fine but they're gonna try and not let you know yeah that that'd make a hell of a story that's for sure (laughs) yeah i mean it's always a possibility or it wouldn't be scary right and should I be doing that kind of thing? Because I vowed years ago that I, I've missed my chance to parachute or bungee jump because I'm a father. I can't do something stupid and die. Is this in that category? Not if your son's calling you a pussy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in that category anymore. You know what right. I recommend? You go down to Reno with Dottie and go to a rock climbing wall yes. or somewhere where you can do this with a mat underneath you I've done and it. try I've done it. it. So we have a rock climbing gym here in Tahoe, and I've done that. And that was always the scariest part. Climbing up the wall is fine. But that leap of faith to, like, let go and know that the harness will hold you, like, that's scary as crap. And that's in a padded room in a, you know, I'm 20 (laughs) feet up, not 20 stories up. Yeah. So part of me sees this as being exhilarating, like, sees the day when you ever going to have a chance to repel down the side of a building ever again. But then part of me thinks, what are you, stupid? Like, that's yeah. Gonna, yeah, I can see myself dangling on the side of the building going, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> do, do you remember when we uh, uh, made a Top Gun video? Yeah, yes, yes. That was one of those things for me. So, I uh, right, at the you got time, to ride the plane. Yeah. We uh, were all three of us were living in Seattle. Seafair came to Seattle oh, and they yeah. would uh, ask media people. Some got to go up in the Blue Angels, some went up in the uh, Red Baron. Yeah, by which is, Yeah, the biplane with, you know, you're in no cockpit. And I found the very scary thing to be in that was that I was in front and the pilot was behind me. 
So I couldn't see him working the controls. I had a rear view mirror that I could kind of see him in. But, I mean, he was doing all of his stuff and sitting behind me, and that freaked me out. And just being out in that open air like that, it was it was scary. But I'm so glad I did it. You should do it, dude. See, the, the building they're talking about is literally the same one that our radio station's transmitter is on the roof of. So I've been on the roof of that building a million times, and I always look over the edge because I find it fun <laughs> to freak myself out like that. Yeah. But, yeah, to think about actually crawling over that ledge, that might – if they lower me into it somehow, I would be way more into this idea. But the thought of throwing my leg up and over and knowing i got to drop a few feet to yeah. get the, the tightness and get my feet up against the building and – and I just see myself spinning like a top, like bouncing along the side of that building. Like, oof. no, dude, you're gonna be you. You'll you'll be okay if you do it. But uh, I do have to say that it's easy to talk about. Uh, it's easy to like, talk about this. When I read that email, I was in my hotel room out on the balcony, and my balcony was the twelfth floor. Yeah. So I peered down over that balcony, and I was like, oof. This is eight more stories than that. Right. It's a long way. That's 200 feet. Or, uh, yeah. yeah, 200 feet for a 20-story yeah. building. That's yeah. You're up there. I don't know. I keep wavering. You know, seize the day or don't be an idiot. You're not repelling down a building. You're not spider <laughs> What are you talking about? What if, uh, what if your son wanted to do it? Would you let him? Uh, at this age in life, no. But if he was an adult, I guess I'd say, all right. I asked Nurse Dottie, like, what do you think, babe? And she was like, just don't die. Whatever you're doing on that day, just don't die. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. well, that's general good advice, I suppose. But um, I don't know. I got to get some follow-up questions out of these guys. Like, A, will it work with my schedule? Do I have to cancel motocross? Because I may. Um but, yeah, like, am I crawling over the edge? Are you lowering me down? If they tell me you're stepping off a platform and we lower you down, yes, I'll do that. But if I'm in control of my own harness and speed dangling down the side you of the building. You are, dude. You're going to be. That makes me nervous as crap. I mean, come <laughs> you on. Don't have faith in yourself? This no, is one I've never way. done something like that. <laughs> you want a skyscraper to do it? I mean, this is one way for you to metaphorically slice that AARP card in half, dude, and say, nope, not me. Right, because I won't live long enough to, to, <laughs> to clean that. <laughs> Well, you have to keep me posted. Like I said, Rachel was like, you got to fly in to do it. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm busy. Right. <laughs> I might be well, busy. I like, well, yeah, my son was like, get a GoPro. <laughs> like, we've got to document the hell out of this thing for sure. So part of me thinks they're not going to kill the DJ. That'd be terrible publicity. But then again, maybe that'd be the kind of publicity they're looking for. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it'd be yeah. great publicity for the vocal minority, dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Capitalize on it, guys. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we'll see. But yes, my son is thrown down the gauntlet. Uh, my my uh, my firstborn, by the way, was like, "Were you just insane? No, you're not repelling down a building." Like, so <laughs> that's each so kids funny. are in different camps. So yeah. Well, um, I do not want to encourage anybody to do anything like that because if you did die, I would never forgive myself. So right. I how does that harness work? If I spin upside down, can I fall out of that thing? You're not going to no. spin upside down. You have gravity the, on your side. The worst, the, the worst, the worst thump of weight hanging on a rope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just, you just, you just better hope that that if it slides over a little bit, it's going to start crushing one of the one of the twins, oh, and you're going to be in so beans. much pain. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I think the only scenario I end up upside down is the likely scenario of me passing out for fear of like, what did I just do? And I just dangle upside down off the side of this building. So you cannot <laughs> flip. You can't flip upside down, dude. Okay. No. All right. No. Well. 
when I did that uh, course in the uh, Mexican jungle, <laughs> yeah, at least you had water underneath you, though. But yeah, yeah, you it was, Morgan it was about helping three out. inches deep. It was the bottom of a waterfall, <laughs> yeah. and there was rock down there. I was just like, "What am I doing?" But you know what? That's not what almost killed me. I did almost die during that whole thing. The next place that we got to in this thing was the second. Uh, largest incline on a water slide in the world mm-hmm. is what the guy tells the me. steepest you mean right steepest yeah. Okay. yeah second in the world uh i get to it and i kind of peer down over the hill and it looks to me like it's about a mile long and it's all downhill yeah, yeah. i'm just like holy crap dude i'm gonna be going like 80 miles an hour i was freaked out to get on it yeah so i get on this little water slide that they made carrying pieces in on their back you know so it's all sharp and everything you know like it's not a wild waves water slide or a ocean inside off this construction janky and whatnot yeah so i get on it and i'm gonna do it rachel goes before me on the water slide as i'm coming down i'm going through so much water as it starts to flatten out that i can't even take a breath there's so much i'm being waterboarded as i'm cruising down this so i go to lean up so i'm in a sitting position now on this water slide and i'm coming in to the finish and all i see is uh one of the guys wearing the blue shirt so i know he works there and my wife is standing next to him and they're going uh giving me a motion to like get down get lay down Mm. so i'm a little confused (laughs) i lay back down and as i do i feel that they there was a beam across this water slide and my hair touched it as i laid down dude what the hell would they have a decapitation device at the bottom of this <laughs> yeah. water slide? bottom of the slide dude i have no idea wow viva but mexico I'm, nice yeah rachel i mean it was so close that rachel was in tears when i got out of this oh. slide like i was just like oh wow i would yeah is it no run more. by the cartel <laughs> just decapitator machine like wow so yeah just make sure it's a real deal dude be safe if all right do it well i'll keep you all up to date on it and we'll see you want to make a bet and you want me to make it easier for you to do it no i really don't want to because then i'll feel yeah. like i have no choice but to do it so <laughs> yeah right listen i i've got some questions to ask but i'm leaning towards doing it it seems like an amazing opportunity but yeah could be the stupidest thing i've ever tried so we'll see you know, if you uh, ask your dad, he's going to say, don't do it, Stephen. Oh, yeah. No, I, can't, I can't ask him about it. No. <laughs> yeah, I ride dirt bikes, you know, you know the, right. those donor cycles that you always ride on. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, no, not seeking any parental advice. I know what theirs will be. All, All right. right. Well, well, that's good luck. So, You'll have to keep us filled in. Yes. I will, and I'll put you in my will just in case things go poorly. <laughs> so. Brewski, as uh, we exit the program today, uh, let's talk a little bit about your uh, your classes that you got coming up. Just briefly, uh, yeah, we're we're tight on time, but yeah, what? what uh, I'll, do, I'll keep it brief. I, I'm starting on Thursday night. I'm starting a Lindy Hop class. Lindy Hop is most uh, well associated with the jive. Is that what you said? Well, so, swing dancing, actually. It's, right. it's, yeah. So I'm taking a swing dancing class on Thursday as a way to have more of a base for me to do dances that they do at uh, Viva Las Vegas that I go to every year. Yeah. Um, I see. Uh, this is really an attempt to get laid, though, right? I mean, ultimately. 
I said the quiet part out loud. Okay, don't yeah, you, pretty don't much. Expand your extracurricular. I get it. Exactly. Exactly. Part so, of a secret life, dude. Come on. Now I yeah. know this Viva Vegas thing you do. It's like a 1950s theme kind of thing. Is there a bunch sure of dancing and all that going on? Is that where this comes Absolutely. from? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And what do you feel your uh, skill level is? Have you done any, or are you brand new beginner walking into this lesson? I so I I'll I'll honestly tell you I can cut a rug like there's no tomorrow, but that's singles dancing on my own. Partner okay. dancing, I don't have any experience really, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Nice. Yeah. Do we get to see some moves eventually here on the show? Um, you know what? Maybe once I get to like week six or something, I'll I'll do um I'll have maybe I'll have somebody take some video and then I'll send it to you guys and. If you want to post it, you can post it, and that's fine. I think yeah, I would want awesome. to post that. So yes, I would like. To yeah, see yeah. I mean, you, Rachel you know wants I mean? to see it. She was immediately. She was like, "That is so cool." She wanted to know more. I think she probably would like to go do something like that with me. You know. Well, you know, uh, you so. Nikki, you can over at the Century Ballroom up on Capitol Hill. They actually have uh, Lindy Hop classes, salsa, tango, like all different stuff, and they and it's a really great venue to go to. They have, yeah. sometimes they have some shows there too. A funny uh, quick thing about that, Brisky, is when you said you dance good on your own. I'm a great solo dancer. We were in Mexico swimming in a pool, and I was dancing, and I was doing great. And here's this instructor watching me. Comes over to me, and he was like, we're about ready to do a salsa lesson, and we need a few people that are good dancers that we can like have up here showing people what to do. We'll tell you what to do, but you know, we yeah. need to be up front showing. So he picks me and wants me to go up. Rachel and I go up there. I have never failed so miserably at anything in my life of trying to salsa dance. And this guy was, I mean, I became the butt of the joke for the rest of the the session where he was like, you were so good by yourself. Like you are a train wreck. Move your hips, do this. And I was like, I'm trying. That's <laughs> I'm well, trying. How drunk you know were you this- in the pool though? Cause that's when I dance awesome in pools. <laughs> right. I was, I was pretty inebriated. Yeah. But, but the other thing too, Nick is that when you're thinking about it, and you're mm. thinking about what you have to do, all yeah. of a sudden your body will shut down. We hope you're the next Fred Astaire, Bruski, or for today's generation, uh, who? Bruno Mars? Who dances today? Justin Bieber. I hope you're ah. Bieber. <laughs> I don't think well, that's there's, true. There's that, there's that, Der- <laughs> that, that Derek Huff guy from, uh, you know, he's got that, oh, hot sister, that hot sister Julianne Huff, you know? Yeah, they're dancing with the stars. So, yeah, let, we'll wait to see some video, but good luck, Bruski. Thank you so much. Kudos to you. Gentlemen, uh, until next time, the vocalminority.net on the World Wide Web. See our socials and communicate with the program, and we will uh, be here again next week, right? Yep. Thanks for uh, listening to episode 50, and we'll see you all at episode 100. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.